Hi, and welcome back to That's So Camp. I'm your host, Emma Ward, and I'm here to tell you why working at camp in college is worth it. Each week, a guest and I will discuss how our experiences at camp have helped us in the real world with some funny stories told along the way. Camp has been so influential in my life, and I'm so excited to share my passion with y'all. If you haven't seen my first two episodes, go check those out before you listen to this one. My guest for today is someone that I have known for many, many years and who has taught me some great life lessons. I want to welcome to the podcast my boss, Angie. Hi, Emma. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So to start off, I want you to tell me just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm Angie. I am married. I'm a mother of three. My husband's family business is a summer camp, so that's how I got involved in camping. I've worked there for, I guess, nine years now. I never really had a camp experience as a child, except for like Girl Scout camp, that sort of thing. So this is my late in life career working for a summer camp. You kind of touched on it, but I want you to talk a little bit about just like your experience getting into camp. You have such a unique experience marrying into a summer camp family. And that's, it's kind of a lot of craziness that comes along with it. So I just want you to talk a little bit about how that's been. Yes. So my entry into summer camp is quite unique. I spent about maybe 18 years in the corporate world working in advertising and marketing. That's what my degree is in. I found myself without a job when my youngest was two years old. And my husband's business, as I said, is a summer camp, and that's been his dream to retire and work at camp. He's wanted me to work at camp, but I was not going to purposefully walk away from my job. So the timing just worked out for me to start working at camp then. So that was about eight, almost nine years ago. And I came the first summer and kind of observed to learn all of the things behind the scenes. I had visited many times, talked to my mother-in-law a lot, been there during the summer, mother-daughter weekends, et cetera, that sort of thing. So had heard a lot about it from other people that I met at camp and obviously the family. And my husband grew up there. He even worked there as a teenager. So then joining the staff was quite a different experience. I mean, camp is a ton of fun. It's a ton of work. But I feel like even as an adult and starting this in my early 40s, this is also my camp experience. It's just a late in life camp experience. But I wouldn't change it. It is an unusual way to enter into the business since I married into it and never in a million years saw this as a career for myself. But it's super exciting, and it's a lot of fun, especially since this is is and will be my kids' legacy. So it's really cool to be able to participate in that and grow that legacy and be a part of it for the family and for my kids. I feel like you are kind of living the dream of everyone that grew up at summer camp because, I mean, for anyone that's like super into summer camp, that really is the goal, to just marry into a summer camp family and get to work at camp for the rest of your life. And that's kind of the point of my whole podcast is that I would love to just work at camp for the rest of my life. You know this about me. So um, maybe I'll try to be like you. I think there are a lot of people that feel that way. And it does always 
amaze me to see our counselors and how hard some of them try to come back every summer, whether they are in the quote unquote real world and working and they save their vacation and come back and work, or two of them coming back this summer are in medical school and they're in their mid twenties. So to them, this is a vacation, even though they're working and it is hard work and it's a 24 seven job. So that's quite telling about how special camp is to them and how they make that time for it and prioritize that because it really does feed their soul. Through your time at camp that you've worked there and just seen everything that's gone on, what's one thing that stands out to you that you've learned? One thing. I know. It's so it's so hard. Uh, I feel like at camp, we always say you're in the bubble, which is true, and that probably happens at every camp, and that makes it so easy to completely immerse yourself into the experience and embrace it and go with it because you don't have any of the distractions at home. When I'm working at camp, it's all camp. It's eat, sleep, drink, repeat camp. At home, though, it's so many distractions of the kids' stuff and housework and outside family and friends and all that, which is all good and great, but at camp, you can just be 100% focused in the experience, what's going on, with the people around you, and that's huge, I think, for anyone, especially in this day and age, and not only for myself as an adult, but watching the campers. And our camp is all girls, so that's my only experience, just a girls' camp. Seeing them feel that and live that every day is huge, and it's so important. And even the counselors, too, not just the campers or the executive staff like myself, but the counselors, too, just being all in when they're there and feeling free to let themselves dive in, take it all in, let it wash over them, and just enjoy it and enjoy themselves and each other. That's such a good answer. And I I definitely agree. I mean, even when I was a camper, I chose to go for five weeks at a time because I wanted so badly just to be in the bubble. And I think I've mentioned this in past episodes, but the kids don't have any technology while they're there, any any way to contact the outside world except for letters. And so um, when especially when I was a teenager, my mom would come back and bring my phone and she, nor, you would expect me to be so excited to be on my phone, not let it go. But I was actually like, oh, I'd much rather be at camp with my camp friends without a phone than be driving home right now with my phone. Like I never actually wanted to touch my phone when I got it back because it pops the bubble. That's what we always say. When the parents come, it pops the bubble. And it's so true. How do you see counselors grow throughout the summer? Watching our counselors Throughout the summer and even year over year, as so many come back, and so many at our camp were even campers, 
some of our counselors now that are 18, 19 years old, I met at campers when they were pro- as campers when they were probably 10. And every summer when these young ladies come back, they have grown and matured. And I am blown away by each and every one of them because they have it together more so than when I was a college aged young lady and working and going to college like these women are with it and they come in for a week of training some of them that have not been counselors before kind of wide-eyed like they're stepping into this new role as counselor they grew up as a camper now they're really getting a peek behind behind the curtain to see what truly makes camp work as a camper you show up and everything is ready to go Activities are planned, cabins are organized, classes are ready, etc. Now the counselors really learn what goes into all of that, planning for their classes, preparing, learning how to take care of the children, the campers. The first day when the campers arrive, it can be overwhelming for some of the counselors, but... It's showtime. They have to go. They have to kind of fake it till they make it. Luckily, there are always returning counselors that they can rely on, and they learn very quickly. Normally, during a normal summer, I go for three weeks, I come home for three weeks, and I return to camp. Every summer, I come back for those last three weeks, and I walk in, and these counselors come in and I'm like, holy cow, wow, in just a few weeks that I've been gone, they are a well-oiled machine. They are loving it. They're ready to welcome new kids. Some of these counselors have been here for six weeks already. It's hot. There's not air conditioning. But they are so enthusiastic and have such a love and they've really embraced it. And this is every summer even though maybe they are teaching the same class for now seven, eight, nine weeks in a row, doing the same activities with campers. They bring the energy. They really understand what it is that they need to give to these campers to give them the experience that they want and that they're looking for and that they deserve. And not just teaching the classes and playing with them, but really spending quality time with the campers to get to know them and relate to them. It just grows exponentially from the beginning of the summer to the end of the summer. And then they come back the next year and the next year, and they bring so much with them. And then they are such great mentors and role models for the new counselors that come in and the campers as well. So a question that I've asked all my guests is, and it's Lily and Peyton, so you know, they're my age, they can answer this from a little bit of a different perspective, but the question for them was, do they, did they ever regret not having an internship in the summer and choosing to go to camp over an internship? So my question for you is, do you think that summer camp is just as beneficial as an internship? I think summer camp is definitely just as beneficial, if not more so. This is such a unique different environment, you are living at work. I've said it a couple times already. This is a 24-hour-a-day job when you're at camp. You're not popping into, say, an office for a few hours a day and in and out where there's a 
ton of interns and a huge program, and they're very churn and burn. I worked in corporate America. I had interns before during the summer, and oftentimes they were given very menial tasks, although some of them, in every job, there are those menial tasks that you have to do. And it was quite helpful, but I don't know how much they truly learned about the business. At camp, you are also learning so many soft skills that would not necessarily present themselves as an opportunity to learn in an internship. There is a lot that goes into communication. As you mentioned, there's not technology, so you have to walk up to someone face-to-face and have a conversation with them. Whether it's about the best thing that happened about your day, a potential issue you might be having with another counselor or a camper, problem-solving skills, a camper wakes up at 2 a.m. and is homesick. Counselors will know how to handle that. An internship, those kind of things are much different. So these soft skills are so great. And a lot of counselors don't even realize they're learning them. Now, granted, in the real world, you're not going to have to deal with a homesick child. But it is about how do I persevere? How do I think through this? How do I use my resources? How do I act quickly? And they can do it. They don't think they can. But they can do it, and every summer they prove it. Something we've touched on, Lily and Peyton both touched on in the past episodes, is that camp taught us all a lot about conflict and conflict management. And we talked about carefrontation and all the things. But I was while you were talking, I was thinking, everyone I've interviewed so far, including myself, has been ahead of Waterfront. And where else in the world will you really find a place that will give you that much responsibility and trust in a job when you are 19, 20 years old? And Um, although obviously there were parts of the job where I'd already proven that I could do the job, a lot of it was up, like y'all just trusted me. And so I, that's something I've always appreciated is where else can you learn and grow like that in such a safe environment where they just give you jobs to do and like, instead of like you were saying, kind of menial tasks. And while you were talking, I was thinking about conflict management and how, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, my boss, they keep telling me to do these things. They keep whatever, blah, 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 blah. You, you, Angie, have told me to do a million things day to day at summer camp because I needed to do them. And I think that so it really helped me to understand just the difference between a boss telling you what needs to be done and a boss being naggy. And I, I just appreciate that I now have that ability to differentiate between the two and, and that, um, I've said this every single episode, but conflict is healthy and a part of life. And that's not really conflict, but just being able to kind of address those things with people, especially people that are in charge of you, is a skill that I really don't think I would have had unless I had gone to camp. And so that's something that I personally am really glad that I've learned through camp. Yeah. And in some of the jobs, whether it's an internship or otherwise, in corporate world or the non-camp world, it's so easy to sit down at your computer and fire off an email. Like, hey, this made me upset. Why'd you do this, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's, who knows, it could blow up into a whole thing. The other person could say, oh yeah, I did that. I'm sorry. And it's resolved. But looking someone in the eye and talking to them about it is a whole nother experience. And I think it will give 
you pause to really reflect and say, is this really a conflict? Maybe I was having a bad day. Maybe I'm misreading this situation before you really go talk to someone. And it's okay because when you are living at work, it's not all rainbows and sunshine all day, every day. There is going to be, you know, little things come up. You're tired. There is conflict. There's disagreements about how something is handled, etc. So it's, it's definitely a different work environment and it is an experience like none other. I also think that what you just mentioned, we're tired, it's hot, et cetera, et cetera, because we're in those more extreme work environments. When I'm in a work environment that's way less extreme, I just am not as concerned. I'm, I just, I'm not as easily ruffled because I'm just, well, at least there's AC, at least, at least a kid's not crying to me while I'm trying to get this paper done, whatever it may be. And so that's another useful thing that I think I've learned is, I don't know, it just doesn't bother me as much anymore, things in the workplace. Yeah. And you're not, you can't go home at five o'clock at camp because it's almost dinner time and then evening activity. And then you put your campers to bed and, and sleep in the same cabin with them. And then they still will wake you up. They're, they're always there. They are. <laughs> Okay, the next question is a little bit less about working at camp, but I, I love your view on this, so I wanted you to talk about it. I want you to talk about your mantra of the break up with your boyfriend, travel the world. And before we start, I want you to tell the story about helping a counselor break up with her boyfriend by writing a script, because I love <laughs> that story. Okay, so this counselor ha- what had been there for at camp for a few weeks and was realizing she didn't really miss her boyfriend. They had, I think they had only been dating maybe two months. And when she got back home, she was leaving to go to college in Oklahoma. And he was still in the city where she lived. So it clearly was not going to work. She liked the guy, but she did come, finally came to the realization that it was it was best. So I wrote out a few talking points for her so she could have this conversation with him and not lose track, keep her thoughts about her because it is emotional. She, you know, she was, she's a nice girl and didn't want to hurt him, but it's going to hurt because she felt like he thought it was coming out of nowhere. So we wrote down a few things to that point of, I've been gone for a few weeks, summer's almost over, when I come home in a couple weeks, I'm leaving the state, I want you to finish off your summer and have fun and start your school year, I'm not going to be here, I won't be able to see you until maybe Thanksgiving, so I think it's best for the both of us to say, you know, we had a good couple months together and this relationship has run its course so and then we did a little role play and she called him and ended the relationship he was I think a little bummed about it and the next day this was at night it was her night off so this was at night late in the office so the next day when I saw her I asked her how she was doing and she said I feel so much better it was hard to do and those things are hard to do but it's a life lesson so and she did it and she felt better and you know it 
it worked out. That's the way it goes sometimes. I love that story because A, it's a good life lesson, but B, it's hilarious and I don't I don't know where the script went, but the script stayed up the whole rest of the summer. The script was there. She Angie said in case anyone else needed to use it. Maybe someone else was going to break up with their boyfriend. And yeah, you need a script, it'll be there. And so that's one of my favorite stories. I love that story. Um so along with that, I want you to talk about your mantra of be single, travel the world. I just want to hear you talk about that and your experience with that and why you tell us that. Okay, so my advice to the young ladies at camp. I even tell my son this. He's only he's almost 14. I tell my kids this too. I tell any young person this. After high school, get your education, whatever that looks like for you. If that's college, if you want to be a mechanic, if you want to go to cosmetology school, if you want to be a home builder, whatever that is, continue your education in some form or fashion and go see the world. So many people think they graduate from college and they need to get a job and move back home to where their parents are or whatever, which there is nothing wrong with that, but you will never have an opportunity to do some of these things if you feel like I'm going to college and I'm going to get married and start having kids and all that, which that's great and that's for some people, but you can still do all those things when you're older and you are such a different person at 22, 23 than you even will be at 28. So that's why I say go see the world. If you are in a relationship, any relationship that you are not happy about 95% of the time, that relationship has run its course and it is okay to walk away. And you really don't know any, you don't owe that person an explanation. This might be a friend you've had since kindergarten. This could be someone you've dated. This could be someone you worked with and maybe you don't work together anymore, but things are just not, that person is not fulfilling your life. It's okay to end those relationships, but go see the world because once you get married and have kids, it gets harder. Yeah. So I love that advice. I just wanted you to touch on it. We took a break from camp, went into relationship advice. I want to do what I'm calling the camper quote wall. And so I want you to tell me the funniest thing that a camper has said or done. But I can go first to give you time to think. I ha- There was one child who was in your child's cabin. So she said all these things around your child. <laughs> um, just some clarity. I have been Angie's child's counselor. I don't even know. Four times, three times, a lot of times. Love, love her. So there is a child who is in this cabin. I told her it was my day off and that I didn't know what to do. Or maybe my co said it. Someone was talking about it being their day off or night off and that they didn't know what to do. And this child was from the area and she goes, oh, well, there's a winery just around the corner. (laughs) And this child's seven. And we were like, oh, um, unfortunately, we can't go to the winery. And she's so sweet and so innocent. She goes, oh, well, you go to the brewery next door. (laughs) One time... A little girl went up to another girl. This was after rest hour when they were having their Cokes. And this little girl had a big blue. And this girl came up and said, oh, I thought you were drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> and this was a little one, too, like seven or eight years old, not 
you know, a 16-year-old who would maybe be a little bit more aware of what a Bud Light is. I mean, that just kind of made me giggle. I know there's some super funny ones. There was one girl, so one night during the term, a few cabins will get together and watch a movie. And one girl from each cabin, so it'll be three or four girls, talk and they pick out the movie. And this one girl was so mad that they were watching Toy Story and this girl, I'm remembering what cabin she was in. She was, she was maybe nine. She went up to her cabin where all of her cabin mates and counselors were, and they said, what movie are we watching? She got in her bed, said, effing Toy Story, and pulled her covers over her head, except she just didn't say effing. She said the actual word. So that we were dying over that. This is my final episode, so I have to tell this story because I haven't told it any other time. This is this is one of the, like, I had the hardest time keeping a straight face. We, the first day of camp, this term, I had the littlest littles. Some of them were at six. And we were going through the schedule with them so that they, you know, just knew what was going on. And I was explaining to them how each day we have classes and first period, second period, third period, a break, fourth and fifth period. And this sweet, sweet little girl, she was six years old, so so small, raises her hand and is so concerned. Like what you were talking about, they're so worried about these little things. Raises her hand and she goes, Emma, I don't have a period. (laughs) And it took everything in me to not laugh. It was so funny. Oh, that was a good one. My co and I both had to cover our mouths and take a deep breath. Yeah, and that was probably a 15-minute conversation because then other girls are, wait, what? And then it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> well, that's all I have. Thank you so much for coming, Angie. I really appreciated hearing everything you have to say. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming. You're welcome, Emma. Happy to help. Thank you. If you liked this episode, make sure you give us a follow. Make sure that you listen to this episode all the way through to the end. And follow us on Instagram at That's So Camp. New episodes come out every Tuesday. See you next week and happy camping.